Welcome to the Soul Driven Podcast. I believe that when we invest in ourselves, the world benefits. If you are searching for meaning and purpose, if you are unsure about how to combine the spiritual with the everyday, if you are ready to uncover who you truly are, then you've come to the right place. The Soul Driven Podcast is dedicated to exploring the intersection of living a soulful and spiritual life in a driven and ambitious world. Join me for practical guidance, truthful discussions, and interviews with people who are successfully living a soul-driven life. My name is Anna Hendricks, spiritual guide, marketer, and your host. Thank you for being here. Welcome back, folks, and thank you so much for joining us for another soul-driven interview. Today, I am very excited to introduce you to Leslie Garbis, founder of Singing is Healing, a holistic vocal coach and guide with more than 25 years experience working with singers and voice professionals. Welcome to Soul Driven, Leslie. So good to have you here. Yay. Thank you, Anna. It's so nice to be here. Yes. I am excited to dive into singing and throats and body and all of the things. Um, so just a little bit of background on Leslie. One of the clients that I had with my marketing agency is a singer and he had gone to a retreat. I think this was a couple of years ago, probably pre pandemic mm -hmm. or like maybe the beginning mm -hmm. and came back and was just like, oh my gosh, there's this woman. She's a, a singing coach. She's incredible. She's so spiritual like you are. And <laughs> um, fast forward some time, we ended up connecting on Instagram and it's been such a pleasure to kind of see some of the things that she shared there. And I just thought this feels so good. You know, how we utilize our throat, the ways in which we speak out in the world. I'm also a singer myself, and I just know that there's, there's so much here for us today. So I'm very excited to nerd out on all things with Miss Leslie, um, Yay. But where I always like to start with my guests is the question, what makes you soul driven? Mm -hmm. Okay, I love that question. So my approach with my life and with the work I do is from the inside out. And that's what I encourage in my clients is let's work from the inside out. Let's work with the knowing that is there and let's, let's just lovingly sort of create awareness around what is not serving our highest good, what is um, restrictive or constricting, um, whether it be mindset or um, vocal habits or muscular habits in the body Um and let's just, let's just kind of peel those layers and allow organic unfolding to happen from the inside out. Um, we live in such an outside in society and it it's very sad. It's very sad to me. <laughs> um, and so what makes me soul driven? I am all about being the authentic version of myself every single day. Every single day I show up and I clear my energy field in the morning and I let go of anything that would stand in the way of my highest good and my highest purpose. And I call in my connection to divine guidance and I just go from that place. Anything not serving my highest good, may it just fall away with pure love and light and may I be here Firstly, for my highest good and my highest contribution to self. And then secondly, for my highest good and contribution to those around me, um, whether it be someone at the grocery store or someone I'm, I'm lucky enough to be doing a podcast with or someone I'm lucky enough to be a client, I'm lucky enough to be holding space for. So this is what leads my life. And it's from a very grounded, centered place. And that's where I operate from. And that's where I enjoy guiding people to open up to that same sort of process that, that their inner knowing and that their truest version of their voice 
can be attained and can be found and all the extra gunk that's sort of, you know, covering that up, we can lovingly, um, with, with a sense of curiosity and discovery, we can lovingly sort of find those things together and start to peel them away. But I'm a lucky, lucky, lucky person to tell you to be sitting here at age 52. I'm a bit of a late bloomer. I, I, I will not tell you that I've been this way for very, very long. It's been a handful of years, but I'm blessed to be able to tell you I have total clarity on my purpose. Total clarity. I know where I know what I'm doing. I know where I'm going. I know I'm where I know where I would like to expand. And I know that the work that I'm lucky to be doing is in holding beautiful safe space like a sanctuary type of space, which is just easy for me. It's easy for me to do that. It's just part of who I am. It's always been part of who I am. And so I, I'm working from the inside out. I'm a very soul-filled person doing exactly what I'm meant to do. And it is the best feeling, that sort of clarity. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I love the I love the inside out. And like you said, and we, we talk about this a lot on this podcast, um, a lot of the things that you were sharing just fully align with not only the topics that I discuss, but also with other guests. But, you know, we are living in this world that not only conditions us from an early age to think that all the answers are outside of us, you know, but then all the answers to happiness and purpose are outside of us instead of really beginning with the inside, with the core, doing this work first, and then understanding that that's actually what takes us to these things that fulfill us, that takes us to our purpose, that enables us to have the tools in which to affect whatever part of the world we're meant to affect. So I love, I love that you shared that. And, um, you know, and also what you mentioned about living from a grounded place, I just think is huge, especially in these times. It's been the number one recommendation that's come through the Akashic Records over the past several months. It's just like, get grounded, get grounded, get grounded, because of everything happening, you know, on our planet at this time is doing everything to shake us up and to get us off course and distracted and all of that. And the only way that we can truly be instrumental and fulfill our purpose in these times is by working and living from that grounded place. So I love that you shared that. And um, Leslie agree. had kind of walked me through um, a grounding exercise before we started recording here because <laughs> I had a bumpy morning. So um, I, I can vouch for her appreciation of, of the grounded. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um so Leslie, I'd love to hear a little bit about your background. You kind of mentioned a minute ago that, you know, like you haven't always been here. And I know that there was a shift from academia. So I'd love to know a bit about your background, if you could kind of share with us how you got to this place. Um, sure. Yeah, happily. So, I mean, I'm lucky because I've always done something I love. I've always done music. Um, I've always been a singer um, and I've been teaching voice for years. And these are things that I loved, but when I was in them, I was still, I think, trying to be impressive a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. And <laughs> in the, in the, in the world of performance and there's just a decent amount of competition. I'm not a competitive person. So I always felt very just out of water, um, in that realm, um, and it just, even though I was showing up as my authentic self and, and for instance, let's just go into the voice teaching world. So I've taught at many um, universities and conservatories in South Florida, New York city, Nashville, which is where I live now. Um, and I'm able to show up and be a holistic type voice teacher. I'm not just looking at like the head and neck and trying to like, just address the sound coming out of the person. Like I am absolutely have always been someone who wants to know who that person is, what makes them tick, what's their mindset like, how can I be the most supportive? But it wasn't until I, and that was what I thought I was supposed to do. Right. There was a little bit of a thing of like, well, I have two degrees in vocal performance. I'm a high functioning singer and a high functioning teacher in academia. So it felt like there was a lot of kind of shoulds kind of 
rattling around in my head and, and, you know, I have these two degrees and, you know, and, and then at one point, am I allowed to, to, to say bad words? Am I yeah. Allowed to say words? <laughs> <Feel Okay>. <laughs> it was just at, at one point I was like, who the fuck cares if I never sing another Mozart aria with a symphony on a stage in a gown again? I don't, I don't give a fuck. And I don't care that I have these two degrees and that that should mean something as far as my trajectory. And so I just, I just one day, and at this point I had joined a women's circle that I've been with for almost four years now. And that's been a huge transformational thing for me. And I started just really diving into the world of, circle and retreats and workshops and just um, started holding space myself in that, you know, started leading some of these things and just really opening and expanding my heart and my spirituality and just being more and more grounded just in myself, in myself and in my truest essence of who I am and what I'm here to do. And so with all of that expansion came that the, the thing I just mentioned a, a moment ago, like who gives a crap if I, you know, it doesn't have to look like that. And around that same time, I started, I'd always thought, well, I help other singers sound amazing, you know, and that is a gift. And I still have that gift, but I, I remember it being a little story in my head for a while that, but what about me? Mer? Cause I'm also a mother and I'm a homeschool mom. And so my life is very full. I'm a wife and a mom and I'm a slow food cook and I'm into so many things. And, um, and, and so singing had kind of gone on the back burner and I work with a ton of singer songwriters, professional singer songwriters. And I remember thinking, oh, that's just, that's their gift. I don't, I don't write music. It's just not my gift, you know, like, Mer. and the thing is, is that's bullshit. Just so it's, it, so as it started to expand and just fully be me and not have to allow it to look a certain way because I happen to be an adjunct professor at a university and I have two degrees and la da dee la da dee la um, I suddenly started writing music. Simple chants were just dropping in and I just started writing and, and, and then I started using them in circle and then I started recording them and, and it's very simple and profound music that is coming from my heart and coming from my connection to spirit and coming from the sense of these are meant to be used in community um, for healing. And, um, and so all that to say, I left academia because it was just too small of a box for me. Um, I was definitely showing up as myself, but not as my full expanded colorful self where now, you know, in my singing is healing business. Um, if I'm working one-on-one -on -one with clients, I can fully, if I, if I feel like the crystal singing bowl or my Tibetan bowl are needed, great. If I need to pull out my Shruti box, great. If I want to start banging on my frame drum, great. If I want to have them lie down on my yoga mat and do some sort of Pilates stuff, because I'm also a certified Pilates instructor and just really help them open up the breath great. If I, it, whatever, whatever I am inspired and feel very, and I have these huge intuitive hits with everyone I work with, I just work with my intuition and whatever comes up with, I flow with it. I flow with it. And it's just wonderful. <laughs> so that's where I am now in that full freedom of, um, of doing that kind of work, um, one-on-one -on -one and in workshops and in retreats. And, um, and I just love it. I just love it. So all of my background leads me here. It's so <laughs> cool because, because I have, you know, lots of musical training. It does help me to be able to, you know, write songs and just, and, and decide what instrumental parts can go with it and what key I want it in and, you know, do da do da. And so I've gone into the recording studio and that it makes that whole thing much more, you know, natural and, and effortless. And then when I'm working with, with singers and I'm feeling into what they need, you know, and I'm holding space and I'm helping them release things that are not serving them. But I also know what the heck I'm talking about with the way the voice works. Like I understand all that technique as well. So that's helpful too. Um, so it all just kind of beautifully goes together and feels so good. 
Have this you ever... iteration of me right now feels so good. <laughs> Have you looked into, um, do you know what your, your human design is, your type? Mm-hmm. I am a generator. Uh-huh. Okay. I thought so. <laughs> it's like she's either a generator or an MG. Um, I love so much just kind of the, the way in which you talked about going from this place of feeling like you have to be this type of a person into really creating your own space and really allowing yourself that freedom to, to build something that looked like whatever way it needed to look like, you know, like you and I were talking a bit before we recorded about titles and like, how do we introduce ourselves? And, you know, it's so, it's, it's so confining and limiting and, and it's, I, I constantly get annoyed with it because like you, I am evolving and that evolvement is what I'm really sitting in and really sitting in with my work. So it's very difficult to be like, this is exactly what I do, even though I can pinpoint multiple things that I do, but there's no neat and pretty box to put it in. <laughs> and I think exactly. that this is really like, this is the career of these times of the future. You know, this idea that, oh, you just have this one thing that you love in life, like for the majority of us, that's just not going to happen. And I love how I'm really starting to see like within my own clients, you know, people I'm interviewing, whatever the case may be, that they're really like we're all starting starting to really tap into and go with that freedom of creating something that is us, you know, and that isn't in any perfect box that can't be summarized in some perfect marketing slogan. It's just us, right? right. And then the things that we do underneath. Yeah. And I think that that's such a powerful way to live life because I'm sure that within your own work and then people who just know you, you're such an inspiration because of the way in which you're doing this. Because of course, it's so brave to a lot of people, you know, who are still figuring it out, figuring out how to do those things, figuring out how to free themselves. Um, so thank you for sharing that, because I think that that will be really inspiring, you know, to folks who are, are tuning into the podcast. Um, I'd love to kind of dive into singing a bit, because as I shared with everyone here, I'm singing. And I think most folks who listen to my podcast hear me doing my little singing ditties all the time. <laughs> when I waited tables growing up, people would be like, you do like the sing-alongs. They're like the, uh, like you, you like sing when you're speaking. And it was just, it was like, well, this is more fun. <laughs> um, but I'd love to know, like on your website, you kind of talked about being in re right relationship with our voice. And I loved that, you know, the voice is such a powerful tool for us. So I'd love for you to share with us what that means for you. Um, and how you've yes. kind of done this for yourself. I'm very excited about this question. So I find that singers are usually the worst when it comes to this, not having a beautiful relationship with their voice. So what I mean by that is pretend you're, you're going to personify your voice. Like it's a character in your play. Right. And, and so say, say that you are in a relationship Let's, let's, let's say that you are dating someone and let's say that you are very demanding of this person and yet you don't show up for the person. You don't, you know, you're not kind to that person. You don't, there's, it's, it's very, it's not reciprocal, but you're yet, you're very demanding. That person would probably want to break up with you. Like that's not a, a like a, there's no balance there. There's no reciprocal kind of energy flow. And yet that is the way most people are with their voices, especially singers. They're very demanding of their voice, yet they, and, and they're very upset with their voice if some inconsistencies show up or say they do a gig and, you know, something shows up and it didn't go as well. And the voice, I'm saying, let's personify the voice. The voice is, is probably going like, what's up? Like, all you have to do is show me some some nurturing and some intention and, um, and trust me a little bit and I'll be there for you. You know what I mean? And so it's this kind of thing where when I ask this question, sometimes people just start bawling. Like it's very, very, I have to be honest with you. It's not because I'm mean, I swear, but 90% of the people that I work with start bawling in their first session with me. They've never met me a lot of times. And it's just, 
because they're I'm I'm helping them, I'm guiding them to get to something that maybe they've never thought about and it just kind of blows their mind. They're like, oh my God, I hate the sound of my voice. I'm so mean to my voice. Or I I've ignored my voice for years. I just, but I, but I'm a big business person. So I expect it to show up and articulate my message, but then I don't, I don't use it for joy. I don't sing. I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not, um, because I do believe that we, uh, let me just make this statement. I do believe everyone can sing. And I do believe that singing is our birthright. And I do believe we are meant to be joyful creators and joyful expressors. um, And that singing is a way to do that. And I believe that most people are cut off from that. And so what I mean by right relationship is, hey, you know, intentional checking in with the voice. What do you need? Oh, I should, you know, maybe I should be resting. I should be hydrating. I should. Oh, so, so I'm a singer and I've got a gig. So let's say, let's, let's talk two different scenarios. Say you're a singer, you have a gig, you filled your day full of work, 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 work. And then maybe eating just a a gross fried meal, like at the last moment before flying out the door in a rush to get to your gig, you realize you've, you haven't had hardly any water to drink that day. You've got indigestion because you just shoved a bunch of crap down your throat. Your, your energy is all like this because you've had no intentional time to ground, to prepare, you're vocalizing a little bit in the car and that's just all that that's going to happen. And that is a very typical scenario that I just outlined. Now let's go. So, so is there, a, is, are you in right relationship with your voice there? Because then you're going to show up at that gig and you're going to expect a lot from your voice, from your body, from your instrument. So let's now do what I really um, advise my clients to do. Like if it's a gig day, they're on tour or they're recording or, We talk about setting up intentional practice. And so ideally you want to carve out time and intentionality. You know, it could look completely differently. It can look like a nice, you know, somewhat slow morning where you wake up in time to meditate and to start to do some easy sound making and stretch your body and start to put some good hydration and some good food into your body and, you know, maybe go outside and ground your feet, like, and everything is feeling like you're giving to yourself, you're nurturing yourself and your instrument, the voice being the only instrument that we carry inside the body. So everything affects it. So the right relationship, I think you, I think I'm painting a picture here. Yeah, um, no, perfectly. I hope I I've mean, answered that. I hope I've answered that question. Absolutely. Because the thing is, is like, even though you're using the example of a singer, you know, while you're talking, I'm also thinking like if you're at work and you're needing to give a presentation or maybe you're needing to talk to your team or maybe even you're needing to have a serious conversation with your partner or a friend or a family member, you know, like being intentional about my space, my energy, how I'm taking care of myself. Cause I know like the voice is of course, you know, like you said, it's this tool that we utilize and we use it in so many different ways. But if I'm not taking care of like being intentional when I approach maybe a conversation that could be difficult or emotional or those sorts of things, then it's just, I'm not going to be able to find the words. I'm not going to be able to express myself clearly. I'm going to confuse the other person. You know what I mean? Um, I just kind of wanted to broaden that perspective a little bit for anyone who's tuning in. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that that's how we do anything is how we do everything. Right. That, that one, right. <laughs> that one right. Quote. And I'm, I'm, I'm super grateful you brought this up because I don't just work with singers. So thank you for the broadening. So I have an example. You're so right. And when it comes to, you know, utilizing the voice and speaking our truth and, um, instead of, you know, thinking of the singing thing. Um, you know, the, the main place I'm starting with my clients is to teach them to ground and to teach them to open their breath as the supportive thing it's meant to be. We're meant to feel supported by our own breath, but most of us are so ungrounded that our breath is very high and very tight. And so when that happens, there's constriction in the throat. When we are aggressively taking in our breath, 
we're taking it in, we're sucking it in with this very yang centric, aggressive kind of inhale, which is very typical for most people. Then what happens is the throat is tightening and there's constriction and we won't be able to flow that energy and be that open channel and be in the depth of our voice and in the truth of our, of the fuller and more free truth of our expression. So even when I'm working with, with people who are just wanting to get in better relationship with the voice and have more freedom, they're not wanting to be singers. Um, but I make everyone sing, <laughs> even if they come to me for, I'm just like, and we're going to sing, but anyway, um, because I, I think it's so important. So, um, it gets things moving. So, yeah. So we go, we go into the breath and once they shift their paradigm and their relationship with how the breath should feel, how that dropped in grounded breath. And I teach that in a really beautiful way. Once that's there then a lot of times they're more connected to their truth and the ability to flow that truth out without that feeling of uh, that constriction and staying grounded instead of getting all in your emotions up here and starting to cry when you want to speak your truth. So the perfect example is I was working in my, um, I, I'm doing a deep dive throat chakra thing where it's usually three, like boot camp style, almost like three sessions within either three weeks or six weeks. And I was working with a professional woman who owns her own business. And she had a very difficult conversation coming up. And she admitted to me that she's never been able to have conversations where she feels like she really speaks her truth. She always gets really choked up or starts to cry. And um, it was just the most perfect aligned timing that she had a session with me on the day she had to have a very difficult conversation with a business partner. And she told me, that she nailed it. She imagined her feet rooting into the ground and got her breath under her, opened up in her car before she went in to speak to this woman. And she said, oh my God, I said some really pointed, targeted things that I wanted to say and I didn't cry and I didn't get all squeezy and grippy and constricted. And so she was just like doing the happy dance. And so I'm so glad you brought that up. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, that's like, honestly, that was something that I struggled with for years. So one of the things that I'm working with in this lifetime is really like my voice and communication and learning how to better utilize it. That's this podcast has just been incredible for helping me to, to get oh, in yeah. better better shape with that to say the least. But I mean, for years when I was younger, I've talked about this on the podcast before, I would with conversations, you know, like having a roommate, having an issue with a roommate, and I would just, I would freak out to the point where, um, I, 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 yeah, I just, I, I didn't handle it well. My face would turn red, you know, like I couldn't speak. Um, mm. I, crying isn't really my thing, but like I just, yeah, you, you get all backed up, and mm -hmm. certainly in the work that I've done over the past several years, you know, within myself has been hugely helpful for that, but you know, whether I'm getting ready for a podcast, especially with my clients, like I have a whole, I have a whole setup of practices that I do to get into that space. Because when we are in that grounded space, we get to show up as our higher selves versus, oh my gosh, I got to go to the store and I got this and I got, you know what I mean? All of the, the chaos of life versus really being able to be present, which I think is what being grounded enables us to do. Um, Agreed. And I know yes. like, that biological component too of the heart and head connection, right? When we're grounded, that's right. Just flow. That's right. I'm all about helping people connect to the lower energy centers because they're usually operating like, you yeah. know, like up here. <laughs> and, um, and so getting that connect, getting that feel state to shift and then opening the channel and then allowing, like you mentioned the heart, what I really love to do is have that grounded connection and then move through the heart, through to true expressivity, then through the throat and out. Whereas most people are operating from here and then somehow down into the throat and then trying to express themselves, but they're just in their head. Yeah. They're just in their head. So the invitation is the gift of true presence that I really feel like I offer, you know, my clients in the way I hold space. And, and then coming from that place, it is beautiful. 
and you're in your body and versus like being in constant critical self-critical mode, which is another thing that most of the people I work with, they just have so much judgment around their voices, so much criticism, so much judgment. They hate to hear themselves, you know, speak or sing. And uh, again, there's that relationship with the voice. Well, what is your, how do, how do you think that that feels to your voice? And, and where's that coming from, right? So we dig a little bit into limiting beliefs and old stories for sure. And there's some really cool awarenesses that can come up around that. Then, and that starts to kind of peel some stuff and start to, starts a healing process. I love that. So talk with us a little bit about, because I definitely, that was one of my questions, like, can everyone sing? Like, does everyone have yes. a singing voice? Can they learn how to sing? You know, because yes. I know so many people who would love to be able to sing. But of course, and I know you hear this all the time. I can't sing. I can't carry a tune. Like, oh, is there hope yeah. for people that can't carry a tune? 100% because more than likely their biggest problem is just that, that right there. They say they can't. They say they can't. Well, and so it is. Words are spells, you know? And so it is. You say you can't, and so it is. So your body and your voice and your spirit and your heart will show up for you because you say it is. So changing the mindset, and that is a very typical thing. I hear that a lot. I hear that a lot in, in life. People are just so in awe of singing and then just so assuredly saying that they couldn't possibly they sound terrible. You know, they can't carry a tune in a bucket, like you said. Well, I have some of those people show up, you know, in my studio. And starting with the, well, says who is a really great place to start. Yeah. So from a really grounded meditative place, I get clients to look back and pinpoint maybe just one time in their life. And it's almost always younger years, you know, um, it's, it's usually not super recent, but it's usually younger childhood type years. Um, what's a time when you felt completely squashed? You're vocally like you couldn't speak or sing. And it could look like this. Someone told you you can't hold a tune. You can't sing on key. Someone told you to just sit there and look pretty and no one's interested in what you have to say. Someone told you you were too loud. Um, someone told, you know, there's, there's, there's ways in which we were squelched along the way. I've never met a person who doesn't have at least one memory yeah. of a way that they felt their, their, their voice or their way to express themselves and express their truth, throat chakra stuff, um, wasn't somehow inhibited. And so no matter what that was, no matter if it was around singing, speaking, no matter what the story is, once you start to see that story and then try to remember in your, your body's memory, our body keeps the score, right? Our body has the memory. Well, what did that feel like? Emotionally, what did you feel in your body? What did you feel? And then we touch base with that a little bit and we try to just I hold that safe space. Okay, let's try it. You know, let's breathe. Let's lean into that a little bit. What does that feel like? And a lot of times it's like, like you said, red in the face, constriction, uh, feeling like a lump in the throat, um, you know, all these different things, all these different sensations, tightness in the chest, you know, what have you. So we tune into that. We breathe through it. We give it some love and some attention. And, and I have them journal about it. And then they hopefully continue that process on their own, just going a little deeper. Then we go to the opposite, which is let's come up with a memory of when you felt powerful, joyful, uninhibited. These are some of the descriptives. Can you come up with a time in your life where you were just letting it fly, letting it fly? You were in your power, speaking your truth to someone, or you were just in this full abandonment of joy, of just joyfully singing or shouting to the heavens or what have you, playful, what have you, you felt powerful or uninhibited with your voice. So we tune into that. How did that feel? Can we, can we try to remember what emotions, what, what did that feel like? What was the feel state in the body? Start to kind of think about that. And then we look at those things. We look at those two, those two stories, those two memories, and we go, okay, well, if we're just kind of going to put a, put it in a nutshell, 
One is highly constrictive. It's constricting. It's, it's, it's squashing us. It's making us small, dimming our light. And then the other is expansive. It's opening. Um, it's, it's, there's growth, there's joy, there's possibility and how it feels in the body and how it feels in the throat is exactly the same way tight, constrictive. And so this is my voice if I'm tight and I'm constricted. Open, joyful, there's depth, there's clarity, there's a groundedness, there's a power, there's a richness. My throat space is now open and relaxed, like a, I like to call it the tube or the channel. Um, and so I do believe that singing is our birthright. And I have worked with people who thought they were tone deaf and usually it's not the case. Usually it's the way they are processing sound. And so there's a little bit of a brain thing sometimes that we can get to. And then sometimes it's them not understanding that our voice has different registers. So within like all the colors of our voice, let's call it like the colors of the rainbow. And we've got like, say our bottom voice here and our top voice here. We've got chest voice going chest register, which resonates down in the chest. That's where we speak. We go into like our middle voice, which is a little higher, but still connected to the spe speaking range. Then we start to go up through what's called the passaggio, which is an Italian term for the bridge. We're bridging up into the head voice and into that upper extension of the voice, which is, ooh, it's not where we speak, we speak down here. But a lot of people in our Yang-centric society, especially, and women are incredibly, incredibly guilty of this. They don't wanna access the tones. They wanna stay in this really like manly, like no, take me seriously, you know, kind of place. And so sometimes, what people think is not being able to match pitch is just their inability to access other tones and go into a register that they basically ignored. That makes complete sense. And so I help people with that. I help them discover what's possible, you know, discover sounds maybe they've made, never made because they were embarrassed of their higher voice or they thought they had to be in this really pushed kind of yang kind of, you know, low, what they deem to be powerful. I'm constantly questioning the word powerful with my singers, especially, but all my, all my clients. Oh, really? You have to practically scream, yell, sing in a scream, yelly place to be powerful. Well, what if I were to articulate a message to you like this right here? Isn't that powerful? It's super powerful. That draws people in. Um, so just questioning that because I, it's a thing, it's yeah. a thing that people yeah. speak with growl and they speak with, um, low kind of pushed <laughs> sound. And then it ends up actually giving them functionality problems with their voice. Cause they're not speaking with their true voice. They're speaking with an affectation of what they think their voice should sound like. Um, and more than likely speaking without any support or energy underneath the voice. So the voice is just, oh, uh, uh, you know, it's just down, 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 you know, and it, and it, and that's what makes the fatigue happen in the throat when we're really just speaking from the throat instead of speaking and supporting from those lower energy centers and having that nice lower abdominal support while staying open, while staying free and open up here. So that's a lot to answer your question, but I hope that that gives people something to think about. I um, I think we all have a song to sing. I really do. I love that. I love that. And I can definitely, I, I appreciate you sharing that with us because it, it makes a lot of sense, um, especially in regards to thinking about the ways in which we interact. I mean, I grew up in a Spanish home and everybody's talking loud and everybody's got so you like, you know, if you, if you want to get a word in, it better be loud. <laughs> mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And that doesn't translate to the everyday world so much. And that, you know, and then I'm female and then I'm like, there's all these ideas of how I'm supposed to sound and the ways in which I'm supposed to communicate. And that can be just so confusing for us. Um, so I appreciate that. So I want to shift gears a little bit because um, I know that you are getting ready to launch an Oracle deck. 
and I want to talk about mm, it's it. It's out there. Yes, it's out there. it is okay. out there. Mm-hmm. So share with us about your Oracle deck. Um, and for those who are listening, you can jump on to YouTube. Don't forget the interviews are always on YouTube and, and see these. Um, so because Leslie brought them with us today. Um, but yes. yeah, share with us yes. about your, your Oracle deck. Yes, my Singing is Healing Oracle deck. So the idea behind this deck is just to have like a little pocket full. It comes in a bag, actually. It's super cute. So cute. Comes in a little bag. Mm. And they are playing playing card size. And I collaborated with a beautiful friend of mine whom whom I've done some voice work. I've I've supported her vocally. Um, she's an artist and she gets me, you know, she gets she gets what I do. She's experienced what I do. And she's a very intuitive, you know, process type artist herself. So I'm like, girl, Julie, I want to do an Oracle deck. And I'm addicted to Oracle decks. I have a whole shelf full of a couple tarot or tarot. I don't know how you like to pronounce it, but and Oracle decks. Um, I'm just very intentional and I love to pull a card for my day sort of thing. Um, So I'm like, we have to do one. So we've got the throat chakra colors here, you know, the beautiful blues. Mm. And I said, I want the energy of this deck to be like having me in your back pocket because I'm incredibly supportive and motivational and reminding you to be gentle and intentional, you know? And so there's little wisdoms and teachings in here and, um, to help singers or voice users and vocal teachers are using them a lot to start their lesson with a student. Let's pull a card, you know, and, and let that sort of guide um, the lesson. So um, I'd love for you to pull a card okay, for us, gonna, if you don't mind. I would love it too. I would love <laughs> it too. And I'm, I'm just going to read just a smidge about what I wrote on the card that says, so there's not a book with the deck. There's just four explanational that's not a word. There's four explanation cards um, telling about me, my process, talking about Julie and her artistic process because she did some really cool abstract art, whereas she would read my words and just let her brush just flow on the canvas um, and just talking about how to use the deck. So let me see. Um, I already talked about how. Uh, OK, so there's verbal cues, imagery, motivation and wisdoms that are very common in my teachings. And I hope to help you shift into more right relationship with your voice, which we've already (laughs) talked about and to get you possibly singing more regularly and joyfully. So I will, I will pull a card right now. And um, I want to talk about the art on the front of the card. It's a peony with some big, just gorgeous roots showing. And then at the top, there's just this idea. There's these lines coming out of the the top of the peony with some musical symbology there. So it's not necessarily, you're like, "Mm, what is, what is that about? Well, it's about that. I help my clients root and ground. And then out of that rooting and centering and grounding, we start to peel the layers. And the peony is one of my favorite flowers and it's so multi-layered. You just cannot believe that the layers just keep going. And it's so beautiful and feminine and it just, feels like a whole universe is in there. And so those beautiful layers that I feel like we just gently, but intentionally start to peel back when I start to work with people. So that's why the peony is there. And then out of that, that, that sort of energetic channel of moving air and moving sound and moving energy up and out. So here we go. That's, that's a little brief explanation of the artwork. (laughs) All right, a card for your listeners. What's wanting to come out? What's wanting to come out? I'm waiting for one to kind of pop. It's usually how it happens. Here's one. Ooh, this is cool because we already talked about this word, expansion. Hmm. Expansion. I don't know if you can appreciate this through the camera, but I will hold it there for a second. Yeah. Just yeah, so you can nice. see the artwork. Okay, expansion. There is an ocean of sound within you. Anything that causes you to shrink or contract, whether it be mental, emotional, or physical, will constrict this natural state of expansion. Observe and then release whatever it may be. Judgment is not needed. Instead, open and expand. Mm, I love that. 
love that. I love that. Yeah, it does fit perfectly with our conversation. It's how <laughs> it always course, is with Oracle course. decks. It's how it always is. So beautiful. So yes, these are available. Um, there's a link on my Singing is Healing Instagram and on my Singing is Healing website. And they're a special little deck and they're just the perfect size to throw in your, throw in your gig bag or throw in your purse or, you know, what have you. Yeah, I like you. the size of them. Um, yeah. My they, and they feel beautiful. They're nice and smooth and they just shuffle beautifully. I could not be happier with this deck. I'm like a proud mama of this deck. <laughs> this is a beautiful creation, you guys. Check it out. It's exactly how it should be. Yeah, I my I have actually very large hands, um, especially for my size. But I don't like the massively huge decks. I appreciate the smaller decks. Um, so just one thing that I kind of like to dive into before we shift into our um, lightning round. So okay. um, you have an upcoming EP with your band um, Enchant Yourself, and I'd love for you to share with us about this. Um, because I definitely want folks to be able to hear you sing and support you in this way um, and, and get a hold of your music because it's it sounds special. So share with us about about what that is. Yes, yes. So enchant yourself. Um, little little pun there, because the I consider the songs that um, we're writing to be chants. In other words, they're simple. They're meant to be easily learned and re and repeated. Right. Um, and so the name of the EP is Healing Waters, The Healing Waters. Um, my bandmate, Sarah Clanton, and I, our band is Enchant Yourself, as was mentioned. She is a singer-songwriter and a cellist. And we're not doing huge production on this because be because we're also wanting these songs to be taken and used in circle and in retreat and in workshops um, and in community song circles, things like that. Um and I just love that as also is like another contribution and another offering. And I'm already using them out in the world with my clients one on one. And when I hold circles and retreats, they're already living out there, which makes me feel so happy. But they were um, they were written all. I'm a I'm a major water element person um, in my astrology, um, and I just love the water. Um, so they were all, they were all written in or by the water, and just inspired by that beautiful, my favorite element. And I believe that water is one of our greatest teachers, um, you know, flow, you know, expand, um, let go, you know, the power of water. Um, there's just so I could go on and on, but, um, each chant is meant to be. So the, so the project itself is meant to be an experience. So for instance, I'm a big ritual bath person, you know, and, and the idea of purification being another thing that water does for us. So a lot of times I'll do herbs and rose petals and crystals and candles and set an intention and, and um, get into a nice bath. And here we are coming up to bath season. <laughs> and so we are hoping um, we, we are going to be releasing this EP in Pisces season. So February, March. Um, we don't have an exact date, but we're aiming for February 26th. It's feeling good numerologically for both of us. And so we're, we're like total woo woo that way. We're like, what feels <laughs> right? Is there some, num is there some number magic? Let's go for Pisces season since I'm a Pisces moon and the water element and we missed Scorpio season, which we're in now. And we were hoping to have it out, but that's okay. It's going to come out in perfect timing. So yes, the idea is it's a, it's an experience. So you can hit play. And it's going to be a very reverent experience for you to use for a ritual bath or to just sit by a stream and meditate or just really calling in or just you're nowhere near water, but you're really wanting to feel water. You're wanting to, to feel the energy and the healing properties and the teachings of water. Great. Turn up, turn us on, meditate. It's the whole thing. will take you through a beautiful, a beautiful experience. So that is my blurb around that. And we're going to take it and, and do it live as well. Um, and it's also kind of interesting because we don't have typical instrumentation. I'm using singing bowls, my Shruti box, um, percussion, there's some cello, there's some interesting percussion and things like that. Um, but it is meant to be, and there's water sounds in every track. Um, so it's meant to be more minimal and less overly produced, which is what 
we're used to a lot with our music. I want it to feel really accessible. And like someone, it gets people singing. It gets people singing along with it to help move that energy and help bring even more flow, even more flow state being one of the biggest teachers of water. So thank you for asking. Absolutely. While you were talking, uh, for whatever reason, what was really coming up for me was um, like mothers or fathers, whomever, like parents putting this on for kids, like younger kids. I love it. I was just like, like this was just kind of like hitting me really hard in regards to just being able to smooth out that water, you know, that energetic flow in the house. Yeah. yeah, that feels. Oh, really I love good. that so much. Thank you for bringing that up. I will. I will look really, really forward to hearing from some mothers to to see if they felt like it was the energy of it because we were very intentional before we would record anything. We would clear ourselves, ground ourselves, you know, call in our divine guidance, and it, the whole thing has just been beautiful and easeful. Water has been our teacher. It's taken us over a year to record this. That I would have never imagined it taking that long but we've been flowing like water, baby. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> takes what it takes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Wonderful. Okay. Well, thank you so much. And folks, just to kind of reiterate, they're looking February, March, right around like February 26 was um, a date she kind of posted, but I will definitely be providing all of the links so that you can stay up on board with this and kind of um, find out more about it when it comes, when it goes live um, so let's dive into mm-hmm. the lightning round here. And and these are just quick, just throw out whatever feels good. Um, okay. Okay. So number one, what is the one habit that you can't live without? Putting lip balm on my lips because I hate for them to be dry. It freaks me out. <laughs> Says the water sign. Out. My lips are dry. My lips are dry. Help me. Help me. Where's a balm? Where's a balm? <laughs> Very nice. Okay. Number two, what does spirituality mean for you? It means presenting myself in an authentic way from my heart, from my heart, because I know that I am divine. I am connected to the divine. And when I am in my heart, I'm connected to spirit. Love that. What is your advice to anyone who's looking to find their soul-driven path? Think that it can be easy. Look at what you already count as your gifts and what comes easily to you and does not feel hard or heavy. What brings you joy? What kind of energy is easy for you? What kind of innate gifts are yours? Start to connect the dots and it can be a beautiful weaving that you get to weave all those things together. Even if our silly minds don't see how it could be possible, they can all go together. I also love to do herbs. And so I'm selling a tincture. I'm going to be launching selling a tincture now to help support my clients. Like it can all go together. That's just one other example. So yes, just lean in to what is already there. And just move all that other shit out of the way that tries to cover it up. <laughs> I love it. Okay, last question. It's a big one. Um, what is your favorite place to connect with people online? Oh, man, I'm not good about that. <laughs> <laughs> so if people wanted to contact you, what is the best way for them to do that? What do you okay, most prefer? That... I understood that. I understood that better. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry for, for, for being obtuse for a minute. I was no like, worries. oh, no, I'm not out there all over the place. Um, you know, Instagram, I guess, is my favorite social media. I'm getting better at checking my messages on there. Um, so I guess I would call it that. I'm Singing is Healing on Instagram. And that's also my website, singingishealing.com. So I would guess Instagram and also people reaching out through my website um, I do free consultations and that gives people a sense of my energy and, and I can sort of hear a bit of their story and tune in and, and I start getting intuitive hits like immediately. Um, so yes, but, um, I'm not out there widely. You guys, I have to admit, have to admit that I have some resistance 
This feels amazing because I'm a collaborator. I love collaboration. I love it when two energies come together and there's a beautiful crossfeed and it's like, this helps you. This helps me. This is beautiful. We're connecting. We're finding ways to connect. It's elevating. It's beautiful. It's easy. It's organic. So this, I want to do lots more of this and maybe I'll have a podcast at some point, but as of now, I guess Instagram and my website are my two favorite ways. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Wonderful. Well, folks, I will have all the links, of course, in the show notes as you are used to seeing. That way you can connect with Leslie easily. Thank you so much for being here, Leslie, and sharing sharing your grounded, grounded wisdom with us um, and just more about the voice and singing. And I, I don't think anyone will walk away from this episode not... If they haven't been considering their voice, then reconsidering it, you know, reconsidering the importance of it. So thank you so much for just really bringing in that depth to this conversation. I appreciate it so much. Oh, it's it's absolutely my pleasure. And, you know, singing is healing is the name of my business because I believe it is. I believe it's I believe that our own voices have medicine, vibrational medicine for our own healing. But if we're not connected to our true voice and it's affected or we hate it or it's constricted, um, you know, the medicine isn't fully there. But I believe that it is our own healing and that singing is healing for community, you know, for others as well. Yeah, I love that. All right, folks, thank you so much for being here. If you were inspired by today's interview, make sure to share it with someone who could benefit from it. Leave us a review on iTunes and Spotify. Be sure to sign up for the email list for podcast updates and other helpful resources. Thank you again for being here. And don't forget, when we invest in ourselves, the world benefits. Until next week. Well, hello there. Just popping in on the front end of this freaking incredible interview <laughs> to say hello and what's up. And thank you so much for being here. Of course, per usual, I have a couple of things to share with you. Plus, I want to introduce you to today's guest because I got to tell you, this is a special one. I'm very excited to share it with you. And I know that you're going to love it. So first, I'll just have to kind of apologize for my ultra chill sort of vibe in this interview. I had like a really weird health thing happen right before this interview happened. So um, Leslie was kind enough to, to say, hey, you want to reschedule? And I was like, no, let's do it. And I was thankful that I did because we had such a wonderful conversation that I know you're really going to enjoy. I definitely enjoyed it. But if you're kind of like, okay, what's going on with Anna? She's not as zany. <laughs> um, that's why. And and all is good. All is good with my health. It was just a weird fluke thing that just, yeah, took me took me a bit to get with. So um, all all is well. Uh, so before I introduce Leslie and kind of share with you about this exciting show that you're you're going to be diving into here, just a couple of announcements on the front end. So first of all, the November Akashic Toolkit still available, seven dollar download. Make sure to nab it, especially if you're having a bit of a tough time this month, or if you just want a killer toolkit to work with. I know that like November is wrapping down, but I got to tell you. So the 23rd and 24th of this month are the most powerful days. So when this podcast goes live, I know it's like one day before Thanksgiving for those, you know, here in the US who celebrate, but these are days that you're going to want to take advantage of. And a way to do that is to work with the toolkit. So the energy here is really for new beginnings. It's really about uncovering and the toolkit not only offers resources, um, the journaling will help you to really kind of dig deep, but then the activation is powerful. It is an activation I would highly recommend doing on the 24th specifically if you have it. Um, like definitely because I take you into the Akashic Records 
and we clear out multiple places where karmic energy has built up in your system, built up in the records, and it's really powerful. So be sure to check that out. The second thing is, if you haven't heard, OMG, (laughs) which I announced last week, access your Akashic soul. My first eight-week intensive Akashic record course is going to be going live at the end of January, February. But if this is something that you're interested in, highly recommend getting on the waiting list so that not only you can find out about more about it as like information comes up, but so that you can be one of the first ones to jump in once Early Bird opens. This will be a limited container <laughs> um, and I am so pumped for this course. If you aren't aware and haven't listened to last week's episode and you want to kind of dive deeper on what it's about, be sure to check that one out. Um, Suffice it to say, I have studied with folks all over the world. And while those trainings served a purpose and helped me in different ways, the vast majority of my training has simply come through my own work and through following my guides. And I'm just the type of person that likes to take information and better it and improve it. And it's actually a part of my third line (laughs) in human design um, where I'm just like one of these like killer problem solvers, right? So not that these other courses needed to be solved or were problems necessarily, but I have the capacity to always see how things can be better and where, where things can be elevated. And so my course is my dream course. It's the course I would have wanted to take. And it's a course that is going to ensure that you walk away confident with your relationship with the Akashic Records, how to use them, what they're all about. I mean, so much is going to be packed into this course. I can't freaking wait. Okay, so you'll find that link in the show notes. Now make sure as well that you jump onto my newsletter community. Like you want to be involved because I have been trying to wrap my head around what it is that I'm going to do (laughs) for my beautiful newsletter community just to say thank you. Um, Last year I created a spiritual toolkit with a ton of resources. It's actually also in the November Akashic toolkit. So if you get that, then you also get that other toolkit. This year, Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm still, I'm battling back and forth. I know it's probably going to end up being something last minute. So make sure that you're on my email list so that you can, you can receive that. Um, plus I think some other things are going to be popping up very soon. So again, if you want the most up-to-date news or, and, or little goodies, resources, things that I share, be sure to be on that list. Okay. So Leslie Garbis. Leslie's been singing her whole life and has two degrees in vocal performance. Although her focus uh, was to be singing professionally on stage in the recording studio, she's been teaching uh, for decades in academia and in her own studio. But these days, she spends the majority of her time with her business, Singing is Healing, which is such a great business name, right? And enjoys supporting singers and clients who want to heal release what is not working and to connect to their truth voices. She is a safe space holder who also enjoys leading women's circles, workshops, retreats, inviting the process of voice liberation for her clients. She shares that the simple act of showing up for your voice with a sense of love and curiosity can shift your relationship with your voice from one of disconnection and discomfort to one of connection and gratitude, which leads to huge transformation. Writing music is also something Leslie enjoys. Her chants are divinely inspired and created with joy, heart, centeredness, and intention. Her band's name, Enchant Yourself, and her first EP, Healing Waters, will be coming out soon. So a couple of things about today's conversation. First of all, as you'll hear me talk about, I am a singer. I have been singing since I was a young girl. And my relationship with my voice has gone through so many different iterations. I can't even tell you. I used to sing on stage as often as I possibly could when I was a kid. I used to, I mean, and these were back in days when I didn't really know how to use my voice and I would sing these songs that were like way out of my range and just, (laughs) but I didn't care. I went for it. And like so many of us, you know, as time went on, I got shut down from multiple people in my life, not just with my singing voice, but with my speaking voice. And if you aren't a singer, believe me, this show, this conversation is absolutely for you because 
we utilize our voices to manifest our world, right? We utilize our voices to um, develop relationships, to have careers, to say what we want, to get what we want, to so many things. I mean, the voice, it just, it can't be underestimated in regards to how important it is for us in our everyday life. And especially if you're someone who loves to sing, but so, so many of us have been shut down, right? We've, especially as females, I can speak from that experience. So I always kind of go to it, you know, like that whole, like, you need to sit in the corner and be quiet. You know, I've been told I was bossy my entire life. I've been told I was too loud. I've been told all kinds of things that really stifled my voice and really made it very difficult for me to feel empowered while using my voice. Um, you know, for those who know I'm a writer, I've always been a writer. And that was something I always fell back on because I didn't feel very confident using my voice or expressing myself through my voice. I feel so much more confident through writing, you know, emails, texts, like I feel so much better with that. But the truth is, is that we express our truth. We have the most impact when we utilize our voices. And that's certainly not to diminish writing, but like, you know, being able to speak life into people is not only part of my mission, but something I've always been able to do when I've been in alignment, when I've been in that channel. And, um, and it's, it's been a real, it's been a real battle for me, quite frankly. This podcast has been such an enormous help for that journey. Because I mean, if you go back and listen to my first podcast, you, you may not notice so much difference. Some people do, some people don't. But I can tell you from my standpoint, night and day in regards to how I feel when I show up for you, how much more grounded I am in me and using my voice and sharing my energy, which is what I'm here to do. And this is so much of what we dive into today with Leslie. You know, we, we really talk about getting into that right relationship with your voice, why that is so important. Um, <laughs> we talk about living from a grounded place. You know, um, she shares with us how like everyone can sing. That's right. If you think you're all off tune, off key, and there's just not a hope in the world for you, <laughs> believe me, there is. And it's really cool because Leslie not only shares that belief with us, but she breaks down why. And it's very powerful. Um, we talk about limiting beliefs around our singing, around using our voice and speaking. She shares with us a practice for releasing our voice. Leslie has a really cool oracle deck that's already out and available for purchase. Um, and of course, she talks about her new EP, which is ceremonial music. And um, we're gonna we're gonna see what kind of uh, collaboration there might be with potentially some of my Akashic activations and some of her music coming up. We'll just see, you know, what what the universe has in store for us. But I'm very excited to introduce you to Leslie, this beautiful soul, beautiful person to have on the podcast, who's absolutely soul driven. And um, I just, I would love to hear how it resonates with you. If you walk away feeling a little bit different about your own voice or thinking about it differently, share with me you know, shoot me an email, hit me up on social media, you know where all the links and stuff are. So without further ado, enjoy today's discussion.